Welcome back to the second part of our Cardboard of the Rings Lego Rivendell set review episodes, I guess you could say. I'm Bardley, and I'm joined by the COTR Lego expert, uh, Thanatopsis, or Matt, whichever you prefer to call him. Um, so, on our previous episode, we basically shared our first impressions upon it being shown publicly to everybody. But on this episode, it's going to be much longer, much more in-depth. And I wonder, Matt, why is that? Why would we come back for a big episode? What happened? Well, hey, Brad. Uh, on, our, on our first episode, I concluded with a comment that said, I was not going to get this Lego set. Uh, that wasn't true. Uh, I, I got this Lego set. <laughs> So uh, tell the listeners, how did this happen? How did you get this Legos? And why did you get this Legos after, oh, after sure. boldly uh, declaring too expensive? No, we're not getting it. <laughs> how it happened? Um, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a grown man with a family in my 30s. And uh, <laughs> okay. my, my, my mother bought part of it for me. We split, we split the cost. Half of it was a birthday present and <laughs> half of it was my own money. <laughs> okay, that... That eases it then. It's only two fifty yeah. for you then instead of the five hundred. That's yeah, a little bit yeah. easier to swallow and uh, convince uh, people in your household. It's a good purchase. <laughs> yeah, all I had to do was just beg my mom, like, "Mom, mom, mom, you got to buy this for me." And you know what? She helped out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. In your thirties, more like uh, thirteen, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, all right. So. This is why we have returned uh, to do a longer episode, because one of us actually has it. I don't have it still. Uh, I am still poor. Uh, I still can't afford it. Uh, <laughs> I opted to buy some Zoom freaks, but uh, one of us has it. And what I want to know then, obvi- the obvious question is, uh, what was it like building it? How do, you do- how do you do it? Tell me, because obviously I, did not- I have not had this experience and I want to know. Sure. Uh, the build experience was uh, absolutely great. Uh, the, the way it gets boxed, uh, there are three sections to the model, and there are instructions separate from each other for those three sections. So what ended up happening is my son and I, uh, he's eight, uh, built it together side by side where he worked on one section and I worked on another section. Uh, so it ended up being uh, quite a nice little family bonding experience that I'll enjoy for quite a while. Remember okay, well, hold up. Before we continue going here, you said there's three sections. You built one. You built the other. That leaves a third of it left over. Mm-hmm. Are you such a speed builder that you beat him to it and built it yourself, or how, how did you how did you decide this middle third? I suppose we'll say that's wise of you because that is partially true. Um, the other piece of that, though, is that it is an 18 plus set. And that's partially to tell people that it is a collector set, but also because uh, there are some pretty advanced building techniques in these sets. And honestly, I, I would never expect an eight-year-old to build this on their own. It's very, very challenging. Um, so not only was I, you know, someone who's been building Lego for a long time, I built it faster than him. I also like, could cruise through the hard spots a lot faster than he could as well. Okay, so describe to people what you mean by, like, it's hard, because I've built a bunch of Lego sets, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this have built Lego sets, Mm -hmm. and usually it's like, oh, it takes me 
like you know um at most an afternoon usually it takes you know could take you a couple of hours to do it mm-hmm. um what makes this difficult then i guess how long did it take you then sure i would i would say there's there's two elements that make a lego difficult it's how often the studs change direction while you're building um and in, in the lego crew that's studs on top or studs not on top so as you're twisting and rotating bricks as you build that adds complexity uh the second piece is um when you have free moving bricks that don't like have a firm position that they lock into and it's up to you to figure out the optimal position for them to be in that adds a lot of time as well okay I see. So it's a little bit of like spatial reasoning, I guess you could say. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. And um, probably sixteen combined hours for us to finish. Sixteen. Okay. Yeah, because he and I, well, he and I like had a lot of fun with it. Like we'd, you know, have a little minifigure fight right in the middle of it. So um, <laughs> it was a really, really drawn out process. <laughs> okay. So if you had, I guess, if you had uh, not taken the breaks, um. And you had built it yourself. How long do you think it would have taken then? Oh boy! Oh boy! Because you got it down to like twelve, maybe. Yeah, I bet I could have. Yeah. Okay, and that's still a pretty long time. That like part of the reason why it's uh, we're recording this on May third, and that preview episode came out in February, and I think the yeah. set came out in March. I think right. Yeah, that's right. Early yeah, March. this is the reason why it's taken so long. Uh, other than scheduling, but also because it took you a while to build because you didn't yeah. just build it. You know, you guys didn't sit down and build it an entire weekend. It was a many week process. Yes. So, uh, overall, would you say you enjoyed it? Did your son enjoy it? I guess. Oh yeah, um, he absolutely did enjoy it. Um, he doesn't know much about Lord of the Rings. Uh, he and I read The Hobbit together, so he didn't he didn't know any of the characters. He thought Frodo was Bilbo, so you know that, that <laughs> happened. Well, that's fair. If he's only read The Hobbit, that's fair. I think. Yeah, The Hobbit with the Ring must be Bilbo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I get that actually. Um, so he did enjoy, it despite not connecting to the the theme, as I'm sure that you were probably like geeking out of like, oh, all this stuff and. He was probably like, shut up, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's cool. And uh, you would also agree that you, you had a good time building it? I did, yeah. Um, um, yeah, now's a great time to talk about that. I, I absolutely ad- adored building it. And I don't buy a lot of Lego sets for me personally. Like The last Lego set I got was a reimagining of a Lego pirate ship from the 90s that came out like three years ago four years oh, ago yes, we about this, yeah yeah so uh it i i get them very rarely and i'm very choosy about it and i've gotten really good at picking good ones i guess because i absolutely love building them okay is that is that probably like the thing at this at this point in your life is that the thing that draws you to it the most is you want the build experience is that yeah, because because generally speaking, like I guess I don't know if this is an original thought of mine, but like there's three ways you can enjoy Lego. You can follow the instructions, you can display, or you can build and create your own thing. And uh, I'm I'm really big into that first one, the building of it. I love just putting it together and following the instructions and, and seeing what the designer has done to to make it look so wonderful. 
Okay, I think we've I think we discussed the preview. I was very big into uh, building it and then using it for a battle. So <laughs> <laughs> my question is, could I have a battle on this Lego set? Do you think that would work or? Um, you could. I mean, it's not exactly like a castle with battlements and defenses. So it'd be more like the orcs have already penetrated the outer defenses, and now they're actually in Alaron's home, and it's your last stand. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, this this does naturally lead us to what I I wanted to ask you as well about this one because we've talked about its price tag. You've not talked about the building experience and stuff like this and the theme and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, do you think that this is? I mean, <laughs> I hate to be so reductive and put it this way, but. To me, there's like two ways you can have a Lego set be. It can be a toy that you like play with and do stuff with, or it's like mm-hmm. this is basically only for display, you know? It just kind of sits there and mm-hmm. looks nice. Um, how would you describe this Lego set? I, I know it's gonna, you're going to say it's going to be somewhere in between because I guess it's kind of reductive, oh, sure. but <laughs> I mean, try to give people that idea of like, mm-hmm. how, how do you envision this set, I guess? Sure. Well, the set displays beautifully. Um, I, you just look at a picture, you can see the different colors. It's not a monotone gray castle. There's fall colors in the trees. The, the centerpiece is the Council of Arond. It displays very nicely. Um, but uh, it it does play really well. Um, you know, there, there isn't like a, a, any combat. There aren't any bad guys in the set, right? But um, if you did introduce right. that, or if you just wanted to, it doesn't have to be about fighting, right? You just have people milling about Rivendell. Um, mm-hmm. It absolutely can can be that way. My son and I have had a couple little minifigure adventures in it, and it's it's yeah, it's played really well. Um, it also comes apart fun. So like if catapults launched rocks at Rivendell, both towers can be pulled off really easily to simulate damage. Oh. And- <laughs> And uh, the trees can come down pretty easy. I, I haven't done that, but you know, if you wanted to get rough with it, um, there's room for that. <laughs> right. And one of the things uh, that a lot of people showed off in the reviews and stuff was like, there are pieces you can pick up and kind of have as their own little sections. I think like the gazebo is one. I think the Council of Elrond is another. And so yeah. like, um, maybe you're not um, playing with the whole set you know, all the pieces, but you could be playing with um, a section of it, right? You could be mm-hmm. doing something with the gazebo or just the, the council's chairs or something like that, so you could be taking it to different sections. Because I think, because you kind of mentioned that you built it in thirds, it's from what mm-hmm. I understood in the um, reviews anyway, it is kind of like in like three chunks too, so you could kind of like pull the chunks apart too and be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in this part or the, you know, uh, this middle part, the, one of the ends. So, um, I think that adds, adds to it. It's not static, I guess is the way I would describe it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a very, um, cool thing about when I see this set and I'm like, Oh, I could imagine myself as you're saying, having like vignettes or whatever, of like people, moving around and you can imagine it's supposed to being like, yep, that's it. Look at it. <laughs> you know, it does. Have, <laughs> yeah. It does have some yep, of that. And, and so the Harry Potter castle is on the opposite spectrum of that. Um, uh, not castle, the Hogwarts school. Sorry. Uh, they did that at um, micro scale. Oh, yes, so it's, there's nothing to play with because it's, it's such a small scale. 
and you get all your minifigures, but they're just supposed to stand in front of the castle as part of a display. Mm-hmm. So that would be like the counter to Rivendell. You know, it looks wonderful. They managed to show all of Hogwarts, but the scale's so small you can't do anything. Right, yeah, that was... Uh, another thing of those reviews you showed me was people saying, like, I'm so glad that it's minifig scale because as opposed to being... Um, die-cast scale or whatever you want to call it, you yeah. know, um, because then it's more interactive, um, mm-hmm. which I think is is more more fun. I, I would imagine, I don't know, uh, you would have to tell me. <laughs> but <laughs> as I look at it, and if I think if I were to have it, uh, I think that would be kind of neat. Because um, I, I do, uh, you know, there are those ones, those specialty ones, like uh, those, like the bonsai tree, the White House, and stuff like that. And those mm-hmm. those are cool, those architecture ones, but it's kind of like once you build it, it's like I'm not gonna do anything with it, you know? Yeah. I'm not gonna if have you love displaying it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so because this is a Lord of the Rings tonight, I kind of asked you a little bit about if that how that affected your son's um enjoyment mm-hmm. of it and yours. Um how would you say as a Lord of the Rings fan, this set kind of stacked up to your expectations, your ideas, and, like, kind of how did you, did you, like, temper yourself at all? Did you, I, I guess, yeah, that's, I, I want to know how you felt as a Lord of the Rings fan. With uh, Sure. Uh, well, f- uh, first of all, I think it's pretty clear to people who looked into this, but uh, it's based on the movies, not the books. So, um, you know, if you want to look at the list of differences between the book version of Rivendell and the trilogy version of Rivendell, you you know, you can just look at the differences and see. But the one that I remember the most is um, at the Council of Elrond, um, Frodo never lets go of the ring. Um, he shows it to everybody, and then he puts it back in his hand. It's not on a pedestal, you know, for people to right. look at or for to give me a swing his axe at. So there, there's certainly subtle things like that that I'm sure you can reference in the book and not see in this Lego set. But um, in terms of its accuracy to the movie, um, it's 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 amazing just how much detail that you might not have realized was in the movie um, that they got into this Lego set. Um, for instance, uh, the tiling on the, on the roof um, that everybody, you know, those small little squares, that pattern is on the roof of all the buildings in Rivendell. Like that, the coloring is a little bit different because Lego only has so many colors in their palette. But like, generally speaking, that pattern is on the buildings. Um, and the tile of the floor inside the building is the mosaic tiling is the same. You know, when you watch the scene in the movie, you see Elrond walking across the floor. That's that's the tile. It's the same tile. Um, that's pretty impressive. So, um, yeah, yeah. It shows. I think it shows that the people building it uh, are also big fans, which I think helps. You know, the attention to detail and and also it's it's cool. Um, I guess I'll talk about it here because the 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 top the uh, mosaic floor tile is one of my favorite things because it's like I think it's so cool that they um, made new ones for it because that's a thing too with as, as as these reviews I don't I would consider myself a very casual Lego fan I like Lego I had a lot as a kid I haven't built really anything in a long time uh, and I haven't built anything substantial in ages so I don't know any of the stuff that you're talking about but like they were saying oh these are like totally new like we'll get into the repurposing of items and stuff like that, which I think is also cool. But the fact that they were like, 
you know, we got to make something new. <laughs> and that Lego did it, I think. That's one of the reasons why it's so expensive, right? Because they had new right. mold and all this and new printing, but um, they didn't mail it in, right? I guess is the way I would put it. Yeah. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Um, and yeah, they managed to squeeze in a lot of scenes from the movies into this set, too. Uh, I mean, there's the obvious ones like the Council of Alrond. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because of the gazebo and the bridge, you can do all of the Aragorn and Arwen scenes on the right side of, the, of it. Um, also over there, you can read oh, like sleeping, you right? Sorry. I, sorry, I interrupted you. That's like when he's sleeping and has that dream, right? That scene? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and you can reforge Narsil um, right there as well. Um, all of the... Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> all of the um, Frodo bedroom scenes, <laughs> whether it's him in the oh, Fellowship God. or him, <laughs> or him with Bilbo, uh, you can do all those. Um, you can react the end the of back... Return of the King and do like eight different endings, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, and then uh, Aragorn and Bo- Boromir um, having that conversation in front of Narsil, you can do on the backside. Um, but also, there's like some small little gems in there too. Like, there's a moment in the book when, uh, after the council, where, sorry, the movie, uh, when Elrond and Gandalf are talking about their misgivings and how they're they're fearful of the Fellowship and if it could succeed, and they're standing in front of a bookcase, and Elrond's bookcase is in this set. Okay. Yeah, that's some. I, I'm impressed. By, the one that I'm very impressed by is a uh, Narsil, because that's a that's a broken sword. Is that it? Was that new? I can't remember if that was a new thing or not. Yeah, but... that's a that's a new mold um, for for this set. Yeah. yeah. Actually, the entire weapons um, pack is a new mold for this set. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, because they have those like uh, elven swords. I think are new too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I we've already mentioned a few new things in it. I think it's a. I, I just can't go over how impressed that I am that they would be like, because the Narsil is like one item. <laughs> it's like, you know, the, the yeah. elven swords, you could be like, okay, um, well, there's four, I think, that come in the set to begin with, but also you can be like, oh, well, if we make more Lord of the Rings or we make more other things, it's like, this elven sword can be reused. It's like, mm-hmm. freaking Narsil, like, a busted sword, how many times do you really see that being yep. reused, right? You know? And you get two with the set. Is this the one on display and then, oh, uh, the reforged one? Is that what you're saying? No, uh, just the way Lego designs their molds. Um, the pack comes with two Narsils. One's just an oh. extra. Okay. <laughs> I never saw that in any of the, the, the reviews. I never mentioned that when I saw them. So mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. That's cool. Um, yeah, uh, the way Lego, this might not be the case for Narsil, but the way Lego works is, um, I, th- I think at the factory, everything is done by weight. Um, sure. So if if a piece, if the weight of the bag hits a certain threshold, they know there's a chance that that they won't count the piece correctly, so they'll throw in an extra one just to make sure. Um, oh, okay. So uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of smaller pieces you'll get multiples of uh, because of that. Yeah, no, that act, that um, kind of tricks out with some of the when you would get those like duplicate small things um, pieces mm-hmm. that make sense. I always thought it was because you would lose them easily, so they gave you extras, but actually what you're saying is like because on the scale, it's so light that mm-hmm. if you don't have the extra one, it's hard to tell the difference. It could be easy to have a margin of error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 
makes sense to me. So we've so far you've told me a lot about what this does have. Um, what does it not have, if anything? All right. So when I when I first was looking at pictures of this set, and then when I built it, I was having a hard time believing what I was looking at was actually in the movie in the first place. Um, because like, uh, like the establishing shots of Rivendell are quick and, you know, I guess my mind wasn't on it, but so I watched the movies again and I like would just pay attention to just the establishing shots of Rivendell (laughs) and, um, everything you see in the model is, is there. Um, but there are some things missing, like, um, there's like a lattice walkway, that kind of wraps around part of a building that's missing. Um, the gates of Rivendell, uh, where the Fellowship leaves, but also when the Company of Dwarves mm-hmm. comes in in the Hobbit trilogy. I mean, at that, I mean, you gotta make cuts somewhere. Um, they're kind of focusing on the one primary building of Rivendell. Um, right. And um, the the biggest like compromise of what they've actually put there is if you watch the establishing shots of the council, um, all those, um, all those statues that are around the tower in the Lego set, that's actually a separate structure from the tower itself. There's like a tower and then right next to it is a crumbled remains of some statues and then the council of Elrond, uh, the ring of it. So they kind of combine those two elements together, but it looks great in the end. I mean, uh, they're, they're trying to, you know, fit as much in as, as they can. Yeah, I think if you just look at it, you wouldn't be able to tell, right? I think even if right. you watch the movies a bunch of times, you wouldn't really notice, I think, because you mm-hmm. said it's just an establishing shot, so I think it looks natural. I don't think it looks strange at all. Um, anything else here that you would be like, I don't want to say disappointed, but you noticed you were like, oh, huh, interesting. Um... Let's see. Nope, I think I'm good. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, those are the main ones. So overall, though, you would say more impressed by what was in it than maybe surprised by what wasn't. I guess I don't know how to I don't know how to say this year. I think I think it's a good way to say it. Yeah, more impressed with what's in it than um, sad about what was missing. Yeah, because uh, sure, the stuff yeah. that's missing, that's... The stuff that's missing, you have to like, you would have had to like memorize every establishing shot of that movie to know that it wasn't in there. Right. Because I I feel like, and I think you would agree, if you were, um, even a casual fan, like to say you'd seen the movies once or twice. You would still mm-hmm. know what this is, I think. You know, um, yeah. You would be able to tell, and and uh, you've kind of mentioned too that it just looks nice too. So I mean, you would just be impressed to begin with. So what does it even matter <laughs> if you couldn't even tell what it was? I suppose like, oh, this looks nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I've mentioned reviews a lot here, and we have to get to this point here because uh, we've been making a lot of jokes in our private chats about. Uh, what these influencers are saying, because clearly some of them are reading from ad copy, and um, mm-hmm. and they're um, supposed to talk about certain things, or there's just very common uh, comments, critiques, things that people are noticing. Mm-hmm. So let's do uh, 
let's do two different um, segments or sections here. First, give me five things that you are sick and tired of hearing all these freaking influencers <laughs> say, um, whether or not they're cool or not. Um, we'll put that aside here. We can discuss that as you go. Um, and I see that we talked about one of them here, so great job by us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it just so happens that I have a list of five things that I'm sick and tired of hearing about, Brad. Um, oh, it's almost I'll, like I'm I'll reading start... from a document. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll go in order of um, uh, least tired to most tired, okay? <laughs> okay. Um, everyone who's a fan of Lego likes to point out that um, the female elf in this set, uh, the nameless one, uses the Harry Potter Hermione head. Um, oh. It's just huh. a g- geeky little piece of trivia that everybody likes to bring up. I uh, well, I didn't fin- I didn't finish the half of that uh, one review. I don't know if he mentions it in it, but I don't think mm, any of the okay. that I saw mentioned that it was. Oh reused. well, you, you have to understand. I I've watched like all of them brad <laughs> yes i don't want to look at your algo it looks your youtube algo it would be terrifying to me probably <laughs> uh yeah i guess i did i didn't notice that but uh big deal not a big deal you don't really care about i'm guessing probably uh, i don't have i don't have that many figures i don't have any harry potter figures so you know kind of fun to to know that like they'll swap heads around and you know to make make it work but yeah yeah uh, all right, number four is the roof tiling and how impossibly difficult it must be to get it all aligned properly. But oh, yeah, is, this is common, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's not. Um, the instructions give you the technique and the piece needed. You basically take a long tile and run it along the edges of those small little square tiles and it just aligns them all. Um, so I've taken a ruler along the edge of it, and they all just get aligned, and it all just comes together yep. really nice. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they gave you like, uh, like, like, a, like, what, like a two by eight piece or something like that, and then mm-hmm. um, you just turn it on its side, and then you rub it in between the two, um, mm-hmm. uh, the tile set into the groove, and then it kind of straightens them out. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that was one thing I in the in the initial previews, a lot of people were like, oh my god, this is going to be so hard, and then everybody got it and was like, oh. It was, you know, putting the individual pieces on was tedious, but like lining mm-hmm. up wasn't hard, right? So yeah, yeah. All right, number three then is the Eye of Sauron build that's underneath the Council of Elrond. Um, oh yeah, this yep. this this one doesn't impress me at all, Brad. Um, oh, you don't like this? Okay. No, I don't like it uh, because what it's trying to do is I think it's when Gimli strikes the ring with his axe. Frodo has yeah. that like reaches for his temple and sees the eye kind of thing. Is that what it's is that in that scene? That is that scene. Yes, you're correct. Okay. And it's also supposed to represent how like Sauron is sees the ring or I basically they just needed a block of of Legos to hold the center of mass of the Council of Auron so it wouldn't sink down into the set and they said, "Oh, yeah. let's make it look like an eye." And I'm just like, "Okay." <laughs> Okay, I thought that was kind of clever um, <laughs> to have it in there to be like, because uh, he's he's so he, I don't know, he's like his eye is always on the ring, so like mm-hmm. 
when you have it on the, the dice there, it's, he's still like. Yeah, I get it. I, I get it. I just. But, <laughs> I, I well, I guess, I guess, I guess here's the thing. If, uh, if they didn't have that on there, it would just be uh, like a catwalk underneath it. It would be so. Right. I don't know. Um, as you're saying, it, it is a bit of like um, form and function type of thing, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like they have to have something there to hold it in place. So they're like, let's do this. So that way it doesn't just look like four black bars that come together in an X or a plus, you know? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. So. If, if the other option was just generic Legos, you know, they want to do something fun. And an ISRN does make sense, but uh, yeah. All right. Did you still understand two? that when when you when you saw it? Sorry. Oh no. Did you, Go did ahead. you get that at all? Did your son get that at all? The I think. Oh, he has, he has no idea what the ISRN is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so when you put that in there, what what was his reaction? I guess just some bricks there. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> All right, hit me up with your number two thing that. Uh, All right, number two is hot about. dogs and popsicles. Um, the chairs of the Council of Elrond are made out of recolored popsicle and hot dog elements from Lego City. Um, cool design, but everybody, it's like the first thing every reviewer talks about is how is the popsicles and the hot dogs used to make the chairs. Yeah, that was pretty common. I talked about same with the uh, the cupcakes, the reused cupcakes was one too. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, that was part of the uh, architecture on the the columns. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of people talked about the reuse reused stuff because you know, as we discussed, they did make a lot of new things, but at the same time, it's like mm. if you're going to spend all the money on making Narsal and floor tiles, you got to mm. cut somewhere, right? Um, yeah, I gotta tell you, clever reuse of parts is is an amazing part of this, like of any Lego build. Um, and it's just that, like, I'm tired of hearing about the hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I like hot dogs and I like popsicles just as much as the next guy. But <laughs> yeah, you are right. Everybody, everybody talked about it because it was. I think because it was such a novel reuse. Because I, I think as well, if um, I had never watched a review and I had built the set. I don't think I would have realized these were hot dogs and popsicles. So uh, I thought they would have just been weird little pieces. <laughs> these mm-hmm. pieces are kind of weird looking. <laughs> so um, I guess that gets us to the num- numero uno, the yes. Anjo, the big one, the one that we've made the most fun of. I-, <laughs> I made fun of it on the last episode, and we have not stopped making fun of it. Let's hear it. <laughs> It's the fact that this set is iconic. And every piece of it is iconic, too. <laughs> yeah, even when and, it's not, like, the f- iconic forge. Like, yeah, nobody remembers this scene, guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and the background on that is that uh, you mentioned it earlier, that, like, every reviewer uses that word. And you can tell, like there must have been some statement provided by Lego that had the word iconic in it. Not that Lego said you shall use it, but there was enough like subliminal messaging happening that everybody just felt they had to use it. Yeah. 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 It was tiring. Hence the, that was the origin of the Ionic Doric Corinthian joke, which actually was not that bad of a joke too. When you consider this all the, all the architecture, even uh-huh. though I'm sure most people did not understand what I was talking about when I made that joke, but 
Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, it was overused. Uh, you know, it reminds me of when everybody said in vi- uh, video games it was like visceral or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it was addictive. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, can we use some different words here to describe things? Uh, but yeah, you're right. It was probably in the ad copy somewhere. Uh, I'm sure that like people who got um, early access or preview builds, it was probably uh, a phrase they had to use. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, not everything in it is iconic. You know, like. Mm-hmm. The um, Council of Elrond is, uh, I just like I said, I don't think the Reforging of the Sword is, you know, that Ar- yeah. Aragorn and Arwen scene, not really so much. Um, no. You know, Frodo and Bilbo with Sting, probably yes, because of the meme, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, definitely overused. And I watched only the three you gave me, and I could tell, I was like, boy, um, you could see that that was a. A crutch phrase, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, we've now talked about things we're tired of hearing, or you're tired of hearing about in reviews. Uh, so, I want to hear some things that you think they should be covering more that they're kind of um, brushing over that you would have. Liked yeah, yeah. The cool about. stuff that we're not talking about. Um, for the first one, I'm going to send you an image. Um, and these are online. You can, you can find it's a map that's oh, yep. inside uh, the first floor of Rivendell. Uh, it's a map of Middle-earth. Uh, okay. So two things that people aren't bringing up about this map. The first is that there's an air in it. Um, and there's a tower yeah. in Morador, because yep. you can see the, the square shape of the mountains. There's a tower in Morador that is Orthanc. There's no way around it. Like, it is the Tower of Orthanc. <laughs> Um, situated right in the middle of Mordor. Um, so, um, little goof there, but uh, that, you know, goofy stuff happens. I mean, whoops, but um, more importantly, we see Orthanc in there, which is a released large Lego set for Lord of the Rings from uh, 2013. Ago, right? okay, yeah, yeah like, tw- like 10 years ago, yeah. There's Rivendell in there, in there which is the set we're talking about. Baradur is in that map, um, which if you've, uh, you know, seen some spoiled images, uh, there's apparently a Lego Baradur set that's coming out soon, early next year, late this year. Um, So with that in mind, like three things that are confirmed to semi-confirmed, there's also a Minas Tirith image on that map. Uh, So presumably Lego is trying to drop us a hint here of what future large sets will be. Uh, so, okay, so I, I want to jump like, on that hype train. <laughs> is this like the FFG 50 quests we start doing the math type of thing? <laughs> <laughs> you're like reading the tea leaves, you're like, oh, uh, instead of Arid Mithrin, it must be Minas Tirith. Um, that would be cool if we got that. Um, that was always one of the sets that as a kid I would always want because it would have been great for battles. Uh, recurring theme, yeah. right? Um, but yeah as you said uh, a bit of a boo-boo on the the the, the one thing about it though is it's in my opinion so very small that you're probably not going to notice really looking at it right Uh, you know in the review that I saw and in this picture with your finger here uh, this is your hand Mm -hmm. I'm guessing right that's my hand yeah okay it only looks like the size of it's not that much bigger than your thumbnail. I gotta be honest. So it's right. like, uh, 
you know, even if you're looking at it, you're like, oh, it's kind of wrong. It's not glaringly obviously wrong. This is not like a, you know, four inch by four inch piece where you're staring at it and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe they screwed up. It's like, what, I'll, like I'll double down on that, Brad. When I originally wanted to take this photograph, because I took it today, um, I was in a dark room and I could barely see what was on the map when I took a picture of it. So I had to walk to my window of my kitchen, get a lot of natural light on this thing so you could actually see what was going on in the map. So yes, you're, you're probably not even going to notice. <laughs> yeah, and I think where this is located, isn't this kind of in like a lower section too? Um, yeah. Yeah, so a mistake, but uh, not world-ending. If I guess... Yeah, that's what that's how I feel. It's, yeah. it's a unfortunate but not terrible. But I I, mm -hmm. I do think it's cool that if if you are right and doing your tea leave read uh, reading here, and we do have seventy five percent of these, that would be. Cool. I mean, Minister, the problem is it is a lot of. I mean, there is some green, right? They show that, mm -hmm. but it's a lot of white. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how fun that would be to display because that's the. That's the cool thing about I think we'll talk about it later here too, but that's the cool thing about this one is the colors. So but we'll yeah. talk about that um further down the line. So um hit me up with your next thing that you think people sure. should be talking about. Uh that you can build this with a friend. It doesn't have to be your son, but um <laughs> that uh, uh not every Lego set is like that where it is designed for people to sit down together and work on it together. Um I think that's kind of an understated with this set. Um. Yeah, you don't have to be. A, you don't have to do it alone. Right. How, remind people how many pieces are in this set. Oh, geez, I don't have that memorized, Brad. Hold on. Oh. Uh, okay. It's a lot of pieces. Um. Six thousand one hundred sixty-seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, this is why you can build it with a friend because it's not. If it's like, who's going to be like, oh, you got to build ten percent more of this than I did? It's like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be complaining mm -hmm. about that. Um, plus, I think, as you kind of demonstrated as well, uh, it has. A, if you have like a person who is more experienced, there's some stuff for them to kind of do mm -hmm. um, and get out of some of the building techniques, but also it's like um, there's enough regular stuff too, right? So, yeah. Um, I think you could be have fun building with a person who isn't hardcore. I think. I mean, maybe you build it with an eight year old or whatever your how old your son is. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> um, yeah, not impossible. Uh, so that's that's a that's an interesting thing that I because I, I I mean most of the the sort of rambling here, but I'd say most of the influencers they are one person on camera building it by themselves. Mm, so sure. yeah, um, that is a unique experience i think that you have had that um you can speak to that others can't uh so that's great advice um hit me up with your third one here sure this one scratches my uh mathematical nerd itch a little bit i was watching a uh designer review designer interview of this set and they mentioned that the um the angle of the roof uh for the set uh the support the vertical support and the horizontal support uh, is a three, four, five triangle. Um, and uh, if you 
If anyone listening thinks back to their geometry or algebra course where they learn the Pythagorean theorem, uh, three, four, five triangle is one triangle where you can use whole numbers to satisfy the Pythagorean theorem. Um, so what that basically means for Lego designers is that, uh, you know, most of the time when you take the square root of the sum of squares, you end up with a non-whole number, which means you have to like, like you'd have to like cut a Lego piece at a really awkward length to actually fit the triangle properly. Uh, so the fact that they use this sizing means that they could just use traditional Lego brick heights and widths um, to make the triangle come together. Listeners, I am probably as lost as you are, okay? I have a, <laughs> I have a bachelor's in arts. This is confusing to me. Uh, basically, what I understand, though, is like what you're saying is because of the dimensions and the ratios they used, they were able to use regular blocks instead of having to have like custom stuff right right yeah okay so does that so is, is that you like that because it makes it easier to build or it looks better or what um yes and yes and also i just think it's really cool when something you some mathematical thing that maybe some of us don't use or never use like gets applied directly to uh, a child's toy or a model it's uh yeah Really cool use of mathematics there. Okay, I could tell that you uh, do some engineering stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and you could tell that I don't. Um, that is that. I will say that is kind of kind of a cool thing, though. Um, even if I don't fully understand. So uh, hopefully, the second number two, your number two one here. I think I hopefully I'll get this one here. All right, my number two one is that the construction of this set has studs on top and studs on the side construction, um, which a lot of sets honestly do. But but um, there were moments when I was building this set um, where it reminded me of building sets from the late 80s and early 90s when I was in the prime of my childhood Lego building. Back then, it was pretty much only studs <laughs> on top, which literally means you're stacking brick on top of brick and the Lego studs right. are always pointed up. Uh, there are portions of this of this Rivendell set where that's what you're doing. You're just stacking bricks on top of bricks, and it felt it took me right back to when I was building stuff as a kid. Um, but also, there's some really cool studs on the side construction. That's kind of the, I guess it's not new anymore. They've been doing it for a while. But this idea that you can take jumper pieces that transition your vertical studs to horizontal studs, and you can keep start building in a different direction. Uh, so a lot of clever use of that design concept as well. So that what you're describing is sort of like a, a cornering piece that um, changes kind of like as a was a 90 degree angle and then you build a different direction. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah. Right? Yeah. OK. Um, and you are a fan of visible studs, I believe, correct? Um, yeah. So there is a, in the greater Leo community, there's generally speaking two groups of people those that embrace the idea of the visible stud which harkens back all the way to like original classic lego. space yeah original lego and then the concept of these are models that should be finished and you should like pile over or smooth over visible studs to make it look more like the thing it's supposed to be uh and i tend to be on the the studded side so whenever i see lego studs it just 
that's just what Lego is. You should see lots of studs. That's how you can attach people onto them or other weapons. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is uh, that's cool though. Um, I think the nostalgia in me also like seeing mostly studs. I think they are kind of a little strange when they're all really smooth. It doesn't look like to me. It doesn't really look like Lego. I guess that's how I would describe it. Well, we know what camp you're in for certain. <laughs> I mean, I haven't built one in so long. I don't. Uh, who knows? Maybe I would change my opinion once I built it. Right. Um, <laughs> I have to go back back to Missouri. Go go to the uh, storage locker, and I have to find that unbuilt uh, Overwatch set that I bought when I graduated from college and then I forgot to build <laughs> uh, so because um, I, I don't want to buy a new one not like there's one downtown like 10 minute drive away that's got a ton of Legos that I can buy mm-hmm. no I gotta go three hours to get the one that I bought 10 years ago <laughs> um, so uh, we have now reached your number one thing that you think people should be talking mm-hmm. about alright and Brad it's an it's another math one, sorry. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, the beautiful use of hexagons in the construction of this set. Okay, at least um, I know what this is. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll start on the left side. Um, the main tower, uh, especially the bottom two-thirds, is composed of a, of a hexagonal shape. Um, so there's uh, um, these minifigures around the perimeter and then these walls and some windows a little bit above them. Um, and, you know, when, when Lego tries to get cute and doesn't do things at perfect 90-degree angles, um, gapping tends to occur where you can see through a model because once you stop the 90-degree alignment, things don't get aligned perfectly. You see light. You see imperfect piece connections. Um, not true with that tower. There is not a single gap uh, as you walk up that tower and look at every piece of where those six, well, yeah, those six sides all intersect with each other. They they nailed it. That's that's a perfect application of, uh, instead of making a perfectly round tower, which Lego can't do, they opted for the hexagon, and it looks beautiful. Okay, do you think the no gaps thing is, um, how much did you attribute it to how how well you build it versus how well it was designed, you know, the pieces ah. that were included. Yeah, uh, it is an 18 plus set after all, right? And so there is a yeah. certain element of you need to pay attention to make sure because, you know, Lego parts have a tolerance when you connect them to each other and they wiggle. Um, so mm-hmm. making sure they all wiggle the right way to close up the gap is an important part of that, yeah. Okay, so it does take a little bit of finessing to make sure yeah you would say yeah okay um any other hexagons oh yeah the the main show the main show is the uh the gazebo um that gazebo has uh six pillars holding it up to form a hexagonal dome on the top um Mm -hmm. which is really cool how that comes together but the way that that gazebo sticks into the ground below it is there is a hexagon made out of Technic Lego hidden underneath the floor that holds the whole structure together. And also, um, 
you can find pictures of it online, but uh, but the how that all comes together and how you're stacking bricks and connecting Technic in, in the way in the way they tell you to, it's just amazing that the designers came up with that. So yeah, because Technic was a if people aren't familiar, that's like sort of like a different line, I guess you could say a different type. Of yeah, sc- Technic is. Uh, gosh, I don't know the best description. Technic is the Legos with the holes in them <laughs> and the <Sure>. axles. <laughs> I guess that's a way um, you could describe it. Wasn't the uh, Bionicle was was that like a technic type of spinoff or something? Probably. I see. Let me look up a picture of Bionicle real quick. Because they have holes in them, like their arms or whatever. I remember. Oh um, yeah, Bionicle. Yeah, Bionicle like, is, is based on a technic system. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because remember they've got like um, round nubs at the end, or whatever that you have to kind of like snap into like yeah things, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's pretty interesting that they looked at, I mean, a whole other line to be like, how do we solve this problem? I think is kind of interesting. I, did you have a lot of experience with Technic stuff, like either having it or having previously built stuff with it? I don't. No, nope, not really. Just like one okay. or two sets in my youth. Yeah. All right. I, yeah, I, honestly, probably I'm the one that's probably got the most experience with that line then because I had a lot of, I shouldn't say had, have, I still have them all, a lot of Bionicles, mm-hmm. so I probably have more experience building those than you do, so. Because I did mm-hmm. recognize some of those like things. I was like, oh, I remember these because those were in those sets um, that I had. So uh, any other hexagons that you were very impressed with? Uh, no, just those two. I'm sure there's a couple other I'm forgetting, but those are the two main ones. Um... Yeah. Okay. And you say it's the best Agon. I think it's the best. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Hexagon being the best Agon is a CP Gray reference, if you're familiar with that YouTube channel. No idea what you're talking about. Okay, he has an entire video based on why the Hexagon is the greatest shape, the greatest polygon in existence, and why we all take it for granted. Well, it's one that's appears in a lot of board games. Hexagon is the common shape, so I guess I must believe it. I will say, um, shout out to the Pentagon, because I believe that is the soccer ball shape one, (laughs) right? Soccer's awesome. Football, whatever you want to call it here. Um, So you got to give a shout out to that one, too, is maybe number number two. Um, You say there's pentagons on the soccer ball, but there are more hexagons on the soccer ball than there are pentagons. Oh really? Is is the black one then the pentagon and the white are all hexagons? I have no clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like b ball, man. I'm out, I'm out practicing my hoop skills, not uh, not my soccer skills. Okay, uh, I can't can't really play soccer by yourself at, at the park. <laughs> anyway, um, we've kind of now talked about some uh, things about the set. And what I want to know here, other than the price, like, give me, I don't want to say review, but I mean, what are some things that you would be critical of? Sure. Of this set, yeah. Other than the price, because you are paying a lot of money for this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so mm-hmm. I don't want to say like, obviously the, the, the biggest critique is probably like $500 is a lot of money for many, mm-hmm. many people. So that, clearly that's the number one. But Let's say you bought this and you spend five hundred dollars on it, and you had the money, and mm-hmm. you know now you've got it. What are some things that you would be like, man? I spent five hundred dollars on this. 
I kind of wish, yep. you know, this had been a little bit better, right? Yeah, the things you're just a little disappointed with, right? Um, yeah. Um, the I have how many did I've written down here? Let's look. Oh, six of them. Okay, so um, the the tree canopies are a little weak. Um, so the the tree designs are great, but like when I walk outside and look at the trees around my house, and when I think about how the elves in Rivendell probably like painstakingly took care of the trees in Rivendell, and then you look at how full the tree canopies are in the Lego set, you're just like, well, there should be a lot more leaves. <laughs> uh, uh yes because that was another thing that people discussed too is the leaves and the trees that they were kind of like flimsy they weren't um they didn't always look the best uh well i guess that was like the, those those were like those tall ones that i would say look more like um trees you see in the north during the winter mm-hmm. uh, furs or some crap like that i don't know what the hell i'm talking about i don't really think about plants <laughs> Uh, um, but the colored ones people seem to be impressed with um, are you saying just in I guess uh, I guess I don't know what I'm asking here I guess I'll rephrase that the, the trees have enough leaves to be alive but I think a Rivendell tree should have more foliage on it okay do you think if it had a lot more foliage, though, would that be too busy? Maybe I, I don't Ooh. know. I'm just trying to. I'm yeah. trying to spitball here. Maybe. No, that's that's fair. Like maybe the designers had more complicated trees, and they're like, "Holy cow! There's just so much tree here. No one wants this." Yeah, that absolutely could be something that have happened. Okay, I mean, uh, I, it's, it's impossible for us to know, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll have to go with your. I, I can see what you're saying, though, because, like, mm-hmm. even in the TV show, too, I mean, it's so lush, but, I mean, I don't know. I've always found, I've never really liked building tree stuff in, in Legos. I find them just, those pieces are not, well, they look, I don't really like the way they look that much, but also I find mm-hmm. that they, like, very easily get out of place, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh but I want to hear about your number two one here because this is very controversial in terms of oh. uh, not only this set, but sets in general. And I do have some takes on this too. So Yes. Um, so uh, there's a lot of large art stickers that come with the set. There's one, two, four pieces of Lego artwork um, that makes sense that they are stickers for this set. Um, but there's a lot of smaller items that I think really could have been prints for this for this set. Um, and, but I'm not the first person or the last to complain about stickers in a set. A, a lot of Lego fans, you know, will always critique Lego and say, "Why is this a sticker? This should be a print." Um, I'm I guess I'm saying that same thing, but I guess there's like the maps, especially. Uh, the three maps that come with this set, I think really could have just been prints. Right. I mean, the, the answer is because of money. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. that's why they make the stickers that are much cheaper to make than the uh, print ones. Um, the four, you said the four large art ones, those are that um, one of 
uh, Sauron, before he gets his finger chopped off, mm-hmm. um, they are those two, the one that's got, I think, Arendil and that other one, right? And then, yeah. I forget what the fourth one is. Uh, uh, Gondolin is the third one, and the fourth one is the Forging of the Ring. Oh, yes, that's right. Um, you think th- you said you said the, the large ones though you're okay with? Do you think they look fine? Um, I just like in my head, I think I can appreciate how much effort it would take to do such a large print at such a sl- small quantity. Yeah. And I can like, like the project manager in me is like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, I mean, I get it too when it's like. It's it's kind of like okay if we want to make these we have to give something up then it so it's mm-hmm. like I guess we'll do sticker for some of this stuff. Um, I don't think that a lot of viewers seem to uh, they were expressing like oh it is kind of annoying that there are stickers but they're not so many where you're really annoyed like I think a lot of people thought that those mosaic tiles might be stickers, um, mm-hmm. and then they were very surpri- pleasantly surprised as we kind of discussed that they were a new print. Um, cause that would be, that would suck, I think, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, was it the Frodo's bed? I think a lot of people said too, they, that was a sticker, right? I think. Yep. And they were like, that one's kind of, nah. Um, and then obviously the mistake, which, um, that's kind of unfortunate that that's a sticker one too, cause that's like a, oh, we could have got, you know, we could have tried to replace this type of thing, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I will say I'm not the biggest fan of stickers because I have um, this old Republic gunship from uh, like the original run, and the stickers mm-hmm. on it are got really brittle, and so they kind of like broke off. That's why I'm not a fan of stickers because mm. um, if they just get dry or whatever, you know, then they lose their adhesive and they break off, and then yep. they don't have the decal out anymore. So it's like that's why I don't. I think. Probably because that was earlier when they did it, but also because they kind of curved on stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe that's why. Maybe it won't, be, it won't matter as much on these like flat pieces. I don't know. Time will tell. You'll have to have it sit on your shelf for 10 years and play with it constantly. Yep. <laughs> uh, and have battles with it. I mean, it was a Republic gunship from Star Wars. You gotta have battles with it. Oh, anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, this one is gonna hurt Chad's feelings. Uh... And I'm going to laugh at you in a second here, too. So hit me. All right. Yeah, my, number, lot, but... my number three honest critique about the set is the red book is brown. Um, Your favorite color, you Matt. Know... Oh, you love the color brown so much. I know you just. <laughs> your, your, your favorite yep. base color and everything. I'm, I'm hoping, Brad, I forgot the lore and someone will tell me that, no, the Red Book wasn't bound in red until after such and such happened. Bilbo wrote in a brown book for the first, you know, two decades of writing his tale. And I'm just like, I don't think that's true. I think it's always always was bound in red. You're not talking to the right person. I remember when Matt's Matt's when I thought that uh, the wrong hobbit killed the Witch King? <laughs> <laughs> You're barking up the wrong tree here, bud. Right. <laughs> I I assume it's the red. Uh, was red? It's called the Red Book of Westmarch. If it was a different right. color, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but like, maybe it was bound in red by Frodo after he inherited it, or something. Maybe there's like a little footnote on that, or something. I I don't know. I'm not gonna know. 
Honestly, I think they just got it wrong. (laughs) Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Or or the color just didn't come out right, and they were like, go, we got to ship it. (laughs) Too bad, who knows? You never know. Yeah. Uh, But speaking of hobbits, we got another one here on your list that involve hobbits. Sure. Uh, There aren't enough daggers to give each hobbit a dagger. Um, That was kind of sad, because you can't, like, you can't give each hobbit a dagger... And then, like, have them in whatever fight Paddle. scene you want to put them in. Yeah. Um, somebody's <laughs> got to go without. Fran- Sam's got to have the frying pan because the other three hobbits need their daggers, something like that. Okay, so it comes with three daggers, four hobbits. That's that's the math here, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, Bilbo, too, but Bilbo doesn't count because he's not going to fight. Right. Um. Also, no devoted sting. You can pretend one of the daggers is sting, but there's no difference between it and something else. Oh, right, because uh, he, that Beethroth shirt was also a sticker, too. That, that's the one I think, yeah. that I think I thought was disappointing, being a sticker the most. It's like, ugh, yeah. I wish that one could have been printed. That would have been cool, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, I guess... It does seem strange not to give them four, but I guess because Sam is known for that bacon scene and being a gardener, <laughs> I guess he doesn't get one. Yeah. Get one. Or Frodo's got to... Frodo doesn't need to fight. He's got the freaking ring, right? He's hide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so let's continue along with some of our figure-related cheeks here. And okay. Sure. Um, so Aragorn is dressed for attendance at the council. Legolas is dressed for ranging. Um, and uh, if you recall, Aaron was poking some fun at Lego's description of Aragorn, uh, where they say he is authentically dressed as he joins the Council of Elrond. Um, that authentically dressed part really spun up Aaron. But uh, the reason Lego's saying that is the outfit that his minifig is wearing is the very formal outfit that Aragorn wore at the Council of Elrond. Unlike prior right. versions of this minifigure, where he was wearing his ranging outfit, the one that he spends the rest of the movies in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wears, like, that red, like, silk robe or something, like, yeah. right in, in this yep. scene. Um, but the rest of the time, yeah, he's dressed like a, got, like, leather. So, and yeah, at, at face value... Great attention to detail, Lego. I appreciate that they did that, right? But when you go look at the Legolas minifigure, he's wearing the outfit that he wore for most of the movies, not his very nice silver dress shirt that he wore at the Council of Elrond. So they're trying to do it both ways, Brad. Okay, so which would you prefer? Both in the Ranger or both in the the Council thing? And then they don't look like they're ready to battle. (laughs) Honestly... I'd rather have them look like they're ready for battle because that's how I'm going to play with them the most. <laughs> right, yeah. No one's like, oh, my dream Lego set. Men in a room talking. The Mad Men set or something like that. It was like that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm a Seinfeld one, I guess, but... <laughs> um, all right, so... Hit, uh, your last one here. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you let us know what it is? Sure. The last critique I have, if you look at the little entryway with the gable that sticks off the side of the building, 
um, I was really disappointed with how that roof line interfaces with the major roof of the building. Um, and if you look, all the pictures conveniently like cover that up with a tree or so, or they don't show oh. it very well. Um, but the, the, they don't made up gapless. There's a little gap between the back of the small roof and the major roof. Um, and they just don't show it in any of these pictures at the right angle to see it that bad. So would um, you say this is pretty noticeable when you're looking at it or? At the right angles, yeah. And um, I, I only bring it up as a critique because so many of the other angles, all of the other angles where things come together are done so perfect. And then when this, uh, when this smaller roof just literally just sits in front of the bigger roof, with no connected, no connection, no gap filler. I was like, "Oh, that's weird. Why they, why they not clean that up at all?" Well, seeing as I don't have a set built, I'm having a hard time envisioning this. But I'll just have to believe you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I I have no answer for why that could be. Uh, it, this is not a thing where you take it apart and move it type of thing. Where it could be like, "Oh, it might be easy." I, I don't. I don't know. No, no, it's not. It's not a piece that comes apart. Uh, I did find a picture. It's not going to help the listeners, but I'm, I'll send you a picture of it right now. Um, okay, well, reach out to I'll me on Discord if you want to see a picture of this. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. I circled it there in red. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, they just don't quite uh, line up, as you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because like. Uh... Basically, what I'm looking at is the roof tiles on the taller one. They don't go all the way down, which I think is, looks a little strange in this mm -hmm. angle. And then um, this shorter entryway uh, vestibule type of roof that like doesn't snugly go up against it. Like that, mm -hmm. I think what it, the problem is is that they the height of it is probably why it looks so strange and why it happened mm -hmm. like that. I think they just don't have the correct height ratio there, but I think uh, I'm just saying, at this angle you can see it, but I, I think if you look at the other angles, you would not be able to tell, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel on this one. It's it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, so since we're talking about looking at it, though, one of the things that I was curious about because we joked about this a lot too when you got the set was like where the hell are you gonna put this i think we said this when you we did the preview we were like i just would build it and put it away into a box or whatever it would be so sad so it's <laughs> like uh i guess the listeners want to know is it sadly sitting in a box in your attic or is oh, it sure. probably on display and um what has it how have you felt about it since you've had it done, sure i guess i don't want to spoil well, it <laughs> it's it's spent about six weeks in the center of my dining room table um and then uh when easter came around uh my wife informed me that it could not be the centerpiece of our easter <laughs> dinner table <laughs> um so these are the uh, gandalf rises from the dead like jesus right <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that was really convincing <laughs> 
Um, really helpful. So I had to go to work, and I knew she was planning on decorating for Easter that day. So I assumed that uh, Rivendell would be somewhere else um, to my detriment when I got home from work. But uh, it stayed in our dining room, but just moved to the buffet, a little side table that we have. So that is where it has remained uh, for ever since. Uh, So it has been on primary display in my dining room in some manner since I got it. Um, uh, But... But uh, my wife has recently been sending me links to glass cabinets, like, uh, well, glass windowed cabinets, uh, like right. Ikea furniture and stuff, um, of what, in asking me if Rivendell would fit inside of these cabinets. And as soon as I find one, she's ordering it so that I can uh, move the whole thing to my, uh, to our game room that we have off of our garage and be out okay, of the She's getting house. sick of... She's getting sick of looking at it, but she also realizes that it is like uh, pretty nice, I guess. So yeah, yeah. We got some compromise going on here, but Absolutely. yeah. So actually, um, you've had it on display and enjoying it. So um, does it just kind of sit there? Do you do anything else with it? I guess I. Oh yeah, I um, doing a lot of stuff with it. So um, uh, Mega Constructs, which is a competitor of Lego, um, does Pokemon. Lego sets, Pokemon (laughs) sets. Um, And my son got a bunch of those for Easter. Um, The uh, starter Pokemon from the original Red and Blue. Uh, Those four. Um, And uh, they climb around Rivendell. He and I will um, just like randomly be walking through the dining room and move the Pokemon around. Uh, Like right now, Bulbasaur is staring up at the ring on the dais, looking at it longingly. Um, it's a fine one. Yeah. <laughs> Grab it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and Squirtle's playing in the river. Um, and, oh yeah, hell yeah. Squirtle's and then uh, I also and like I have a uh, the hill troll big figure from uh, ten years ago, and he moves around the set. Um, he was holding uh, holding Frodo up in the air a few days ago, and right now he's pounding on a wall trying to get in. Um, yeah, so I just constantly walk by it in my dining room and move the figures around and play with it for a minute or two and then keep about my day. Okay, so yeah, so you've been enjoying it since uh, it uh, went up on display. You guys have actually been kind of uh, interacting with it. That's cool. It's not just been like total eye candy. Uh, right. But as, as we kind of did, the fact that your wife is like, not just like put it away, she's like, let's buy something for it to put it on display indicates yeah. that it's um, well-regarded and liked amongst your household. Yes, I would my, say. my wife, neither a fan of Lego or Lord of the Rings. It's sad um, for you. <laughs> I mean, it's not like she hates either, but just, you know, it's just not her right. thing. Right. Um, but she, uh, she does recognize that it is a resplendent set and that it uh, uh, should be displayed nicely. Yep. Yeah. Would she have felt the same if you had that, uh, the Barador, which is just black with a giant eye on the top? Maybe not so much. I'm guessing no. I'm guessing absolutely not. (laughs) This is where the fall and the fall aesthetic, the colorful aesthetic really wins. Yeah. Yeah, it does have great colors. It looks, I, 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 we said it on the preview too. It it doesn't look striking. Looks very good. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Um, that it's not just been wallowing in a (laughs) box in your garage or your attic. That would be so sad. Like, uh, mm-hmm. spend all this money and 
not getting in to enjoy it. Uh, does your son your son enjoy seeing it too? Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. So that's that's cool. Uh, you have kind of mentioned some of the because you you didn't just stop there as you with the uh, the set. You have mentioned you bought the hill troll, which you did not previously have. Um, mm-hmm. You know the Pokemon, which don't come with this aren't lord of the rings whatever but you've been kind of uh modding it a little bit can you tell us yeah about what you have done or would uh, what else you would like to do potentially yeah so i've done some very small things um for i i purchased some lego pipes um because uh in general lego doesn't do drugs in their sets of any kind (laughs) Right, children's toy, Big right? Uh, but but uh, third party, there is a ton of third party accessory stuff that people do Lego com- uh, compatible stuff uh, and pipes. I, I found a guy who did pipes and bought pipes for everybody to smoke um, to you know add to that Lord of the Rings aesthetic. Um, These are like I smoking also... pipes, not like lead pipes that you would like beat somebody right, with, right, like gang. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I also picked up some elven armor uh, to put in the armory, um, just to kind of fill that out a little bit. Um, I purchased uh, a Lego uh, Guahir eagle, uh, even though he doesn't show up at the council. I, I have that nearby. He's he perches on the roof from time to time. And he he's he's in the distance, being like, "Give me the freaking ring, guys! <laughs> Let me drop it in." And they just they can't speak eagle, so they completely ignore them. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm currently vying for some uh, additional food and drink to store in Elrond's house. Um, uh, it's just like kind of like, well, like, um, like I, I think about my pirate set, which has lots of food crates, so just just crates to stack around Rivendell, but also okay. like apples and bread and uh fish there, there's all sorts of lego food and uh, i just want to get some of that and put it inside the building to kind of you know uh, increase the friendliness of the building okay um, um oh, go ahead. oh uh are you going to talk about this uh, number one on your list here oh yeah i'm working working from the bottom yep <laughs> okay let's talk about this then because i do have a question here but okay. I will ask it after we do this one. Sure. Uh, and then the final small thing, which is not so small, is I, I'd love to find some extra generic elves to populate the building. Um, there's also a lot of third-party minifig stuff like that that you can do. People have made a minifig Glorfindel. Um, they've done Elrond's sons in minifigure form. Um, uh, Aristor as well. So yeah, there's a there, there's lots. Oh, you don't want there. you don't want him. No. <laughs> Um, easy trash (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, but my big dream is to complete the building uh because the set um, oh right yeah half a building um and in my mind's eye i can see buying another copy of this lego set and you know the and, and basically mirroring it and attaching it to the backside of the set I have and then doing a bunch of modifications so it doesn't all look the same but making a full House of Elrond. 
Right, yeah, because I think we discussed this on the, on the preview, too, that it's basically half of the thing, and you would need to buy two to basically have a full-size Rivendell. Um, right. Big ask, but... Um, I'm su- so a little I, surprised told, that you are, you are contemplating that. But. Well, I told my wife that, uh, you know, the idea of doing this is still Cult of the New. Like, I'm still thinking about it, yeah. but <clears throat> this set's not going to retire anytime soon so a year from now if i'm still thinking about it then i'll start figuring out how to buy a second set i gotta want to do it for a full year though we'll see if that actually happens i think that's fair yeah because i especially because if uh rumors are true we know that more new sets are going to come out or are you going to want to modify and bulk out this one or would you rather get another new one i think yeah yeah that's kind of a fair a fair a fair thing. But I want to go quickly back before we go to your other one here. Um, okay. But these other elves here. Mm-hmm. So you have not bought any other elves to fill out the... Nope. Still shopping. Okay. Who would you... <laughs> I know Master of the Forge, everybody's favorite guy is in there, so it's like, mm-hmm. why did you need any more elves ever? You got this Master right. of the Forge. But, um, give me... I don't want to say a power ranking list, but like a wish list of who you would want to get. I assume my guy Glorfindel's got to be in there. I freaking never shut up about the fact that he's not in here. Let's put mm. the freaking, freaking Glowin is in it. Gloin, sorry, is in it. And uh, Shellen, poisoning my brain by always calling him Glowin. Gloin uh, <laughs> is in it. But uh, not, not my guy Glorfindel. Oh, yeah, especially since Lego has an official Glorfindel. Uh, he's in the um, the video game for Lego Lord of the Rings. So yes, there is an official Glorfindel. Whether Lego makes it or I piece him together from third-party options, yeah, Glorfindel's number one. Okay. Um, anybody else that you would be really interested in? I know you mentioned the brothers. Um, you kind of just mentioned just having some more elves just to kind of fill it out to just be like... yeah. It comes with like two extra elves, right? Bash of the Forge and then some uh, Hermione elf, right? I think basically. Hermione elf, yeah. But yeah, I can see, you know, just trying to. F- I, it makes sense if you're saying, like, with the other things that you're mentioning. Like, you bought more elven armor. Like, I want to buy more food and drink. You know, you bought the lead pipes to start the gang. Um, <laughs> that you would just want, you know, to fill it out with more mm-hmm. people especially especially as you mentioned the potential of doubling the size it would be you know there's the two elves <laughs> like it's like uh, it's so empty right you know you right. need more people so um yeah I, I i can i can understand what you're saying here um but i guess uh i stopped you and interrupted you from going with your Oh sure. The Number the last so mod, yeah, the last add-on mod that is a stretch for me is uh there's a guy in one of the Lego groups that I I'm in that added rock formations below the entire set. Like the whole set got vaulted up six inches and he just built rocky terrain with more plants and a larger waterfall just to sit below the whole set and it just looks absolutely amazing. I just want to point out that you said that you belong in a Lego group with some other people first. But anyway, that would be 
that would be cool because it is uh it is kind of raised up if i'm not mistaken right so higher so like having it just sit on the ground that's not like the elevation of rivendell i guess is what i'm trying Mm -hmm. to get at right you know elevation so um yeah it would look more like it does in the movies i guess Mm um so when you're talking about getting though uh these extra are these rock formations like i guess i don't know are these from other sets or these like custom pieces well like what do you mean by rock formation yeah so the the way i don't know how this guy did it there are some people who are like lego savants and they just like know what bricks need to go where to make it look like rock um if you look at the set like the bottom half inch to an inch of the entire set just imagine that motif just continuing down for six more inches. Um, uh, it, I I don't know if I know I'm not a good enough designer of Lego to to do that. I would have to like go into a tool and you know like a drafting tool and build it if I was going to do it. Um, and then to get the parts, yeah, you either have to buy other Lego sets that have the parts you want or buy them piecewise online. It's okay, expensive. yes, that's. Yes, it's getting expensive because I I I think I know what some of these are gonna set some of these are gonna come from too, and it's like oh boy, um, because I'm guessing Rock Raiders might be some of these <laughs> ones people are looking sure. at, and I know that is a set that you have told me is quite hard to get pieces for. So, um, I guess though we can kind of start hitting some of our uh, our end game stuff here. Um, mm-hmm. I I'll ask you the uh. Let's look, again. Let's I guess it's tough to uh say if we should ignore or talk about price here, but I want I want to ask you if it's worth it. So let's look at three different um scenarios, and I'll ask you three questions mm-hmm. about do you think it's worth it? Uh, okay. I guess we're gonna have to factor in price here. I guess it's the only way to do it. So the first one, is it worth it to you for the building experience as like a as a Lego build, I guess you would say? Uh yes, absolutely. Um forgetting that this is Lord of the Rings and just like following instructions to put this together, absolutely. Absolute joy to do. Yeah. I think uh, we have not talked about it at all, but I there's some like on the reviews that I've seen people talk about, there's some very uh, different styles, some unique techniques and things and stuff to build this. You've mentioned mm-hmm. a little bit about the, the hexagonal tower and, you know, getting the gaps to fill in and stuff like that too. So, um, yeah, it seems fun. A lot of pieces. Um, you've kind of described a lot of different variety of, and, and in the reviews too, different variety of things to do. So it's not just like you're doing the same thing over and over again. So Yeah, there's there's a lot to be said about the pacing when you're putting together a Lego set. Like how often are you doing the same repetitive tasks over and over again? Or is it spread out? You know, there, there's a tactic to where you where the instructions tell you to put bricks, even though you might not need to put them in that spot at this moment. Um, just to keep your mind busy and not do repetitive tasks and they do a great job with that yeah so it definitely seems like it'd be fun to build uh i would like to try it sometime 
though that's never gonna happen, but <laughs> I can dream. Uh so I think we answered this question here earlier. I wanted to ask you, is it worth it to have it to put on display? And I think the answer is pretty definitively yes. I mean based on our previous discussion. Oh yeah. Can't yeah. see you saying no. <laughs> <laughs> um approved by you, your son, your wife. Clearly. It's 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 stayed on your shelf, you think you said for six weeks already, so in a main room, so clearly yes mm-hmm. for that one. Yep. And then um I I guess the one thing though is we we were we were not sure when we first saw it how much space you would need. Do you Oh yeah. How do you feel about the space for displaying it? Are you gonna have to have like a big space or can you kinda have like a if you don't have a nice space, yeah. like what's it gonna be like, I guess? Yeah, the problem is that it doesn't sit with a rectangular footprint. It kind of mm-hmm. uh, it kind of has an arc to it, um, and because of that, yeah, you need a bit more space than you might think to fit it all. So there definitely will be a challenge with that. Yeah, odd shapes like that are kind of annoying. Um, I've told you previously before that that Cloud City one because it's got the um, at first it's just basically like an I, you know, like the letter I. Mm-hmm. It's just or a uh, straight line, and it's got that stupid launch pad that juts out of it, like a, I don't know, it's like a D shape or something like that. It's like it's so mm-hmm. weird. So that was always so awkward to to put somewhere because it didn't have a good shape. Whereas like, um, you know, like the Rock Raiders main set or like this some of the castle stuff they come in like rectangular bases. So when you set it down, I was like, well, it's in a rectangle. So yeah, that could be deceiving. I guess you could say, um, yeah. If you're not aware, and the last one for is it worth it? If you are a Lord of the Rings fan, because I mean I'm sure people, I hope people have tuned in because they like Lego <laughs> and they like Lord of the Rings, and that is why they're listening to this. If you're not a fan of either of those, I don't know why you're listening to this to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, but as a, fa- a Lord of the Rings fan, is this worth it to you? Do you think that this is like? Lives up to the, I hate to put it this way, does it live up to the brand? <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> does it live up to your expectations? Does it, you know, because sometimes when they make stuff, it's like, they do, a, you, you say, like, yeah, they do a fine job of um, handling the license, but not a great job. I guess you could say, like, um, those Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War games. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's what you those mean. were like, those like, handed, handled the license, like, fine to bad in some cases and it was really more about the gameplay so it's like you know that's a, that's a good comparison here so like but i still enjoyed those games most more so for the game than for the lord of the rings stuff i mm-hmm. guess as a lord of the rings fan can you enjoy the lord of the rings in this you know oh absolutely um but if you have a big dislike for lego whatever that reason might be i don't think it'll win you over just on Lord of the Rings on its own, because it is a, it is a very Lego-y Lego. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, I'll say 18 plus, right? It's it's a complicated Lego. So if you aren't a fan of that brand, um, the Lord of the Rings alone won't win you over. But it absolutely knocks out of the park as a fan of Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, lots of attention to detail. You can tell who the characters are really easily. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, 
the way I would put it is like a Lego builders set, you know? It's mm-hmm. not for like just a a casual like Yeah, but I built a Lego when I was ten, you know. I've never built one again. It's like you, know, you gotta kinda be into the into the mm-hmm. thing to do it here, so um but I guess the big question here Boy, that price, huh? It's five hundred dollars. Uh, you reneged on me a little bit because you only spent two hundred fifty dollars on it. But um, how do you feel about this five hundred bucks? That's a PlayStation Five, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think, I think I said this in our first episode. Uh, here's my take. All right, if you accept that Lego is an expensive premium toy uh it is fairly priced within that context of lego pricing um lego is expensive oftentimes too expensive um (laughs) yeah and they've recently raised their prices of all their sets and people are upset about that if you can get past all that and just accept that you're buying a premium collectible plastic toy and then rate all of the Lego sets, you know, along a scale. Uh, Rivendell is very competitive in the upper end pricing for sets. Okay, so you think um, it's probably... It's tough to say if it's good value for its uh, money because it is expensive. But if you, as you said, if you can get over the fact that it's a premium toy, which, you know, think of it as like a drone or a PlayStation mm-hmm. 5 or... You know, something like that. It's not like a basketball. <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> um, you think it's pretty fairly priced for what you get in the box. I'm getting, yeah. And and so when I say that, you know, comparing it to other Legos, that is, you know, a lot of people care about price per part. That's a really good rate here. Um, the physical size of the model, the detail of the model, the number of minifigures, the detail of the minifigures. Um, you know, if you care about like the graphic design of the prints, of the box, of the instructions, um, it's all good compared to other similar sets. Let me see if I can, should have done this ahead of time, but I'll see if I can find an example. Um, how much does this set cost? Okay, that's not a good example. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, the Daily Bugle, have you seen that set, Brad? We'll talk about it since I found it. I'll send you the link here. Yeah, I've seen um, this one before. Okay. Um, the Daily Bugle is a uh, Marvel set, primarily Spider-Man. Um, that is a, and it is $350. Um and it comes with uh, more minifigures, uh, but the tower is, you know, kind of decorative. Maybe it's scaled approximately the same size as Rivendell. Um, but it's an older set, so it's going to be a little cheaper. It wasn't a victim of the price increase. So that's, you know, I'm, I'm now giving an example that's counter to what I said, because this is actually, I would say Rivendell's a bit too pricey if you compare it to this. So uh, not the best example to come up with on the fly here. Um, maybe if you look at the modular buildings that Lego does, that's another way to compare the price. Um, 
if you compare the Star Wars UCS sets, like the UCS Millennium Falcon or the Razor Crest, those are more expensive than Rivendell. Um, you know, you just kind of got to, I hate to have a cop-out answer, but make your own decision when you're comparing sets like that. Um, but uh, yeah, from my perspective, it's it's competitive within the Lego line. Yeah, I, th- I think the point here is that it's got the stuff and the juice to be in that price range and not be like, why is it so expensive? I think that's the point, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got enough things going on that you can... <laughs> it's so weird to say justify $500, but comparative to other sets that are expensive, mm-hmm. it does be correct stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's still a lot of money, though. So it's tough. Yep. You got it's like that's why it's so hard to talk about the price because it's like, yes, comparatively to other things, it's other Lego sets, it's probably fairly priced, but that's still expensive. And as you mentioned, the the price of Lego in general, that's a different story, right? Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get out of here, I want to ask you a couple more things here. <laughs> One of the things that we're doing, or not we. I act like I'm involved. I'm not involved at all. It's all you uh, are doing is the Lego alt art that you you made a deck for Con of the Rings last year, mm-hmm. and I believe you are doing more. Is that um, yeah? Are you using this set to, to do this? I guess yeah. So last year I did a three hunters deck, um, and all I could do was find images on the internet. Uh, of sets that I didn't own. So I was at the mercy of yep. what I could just stumble into. Um, but this year I'm doing a fellowship fellowship deck. So uh, the nine members of the fellowship with a fellowship contract. Uh, and I'm using this set as the basis for all of the alt art. Uh, so now I can do my own photography and get the angles and the shots that I want to uh, kind of make each of the alt art cards look a little bit like the original art. You know, if the character's turning to the right looking up, I take my Lego and frame the same shot and, and stick the Lego-fied version in there. Uh, right, so yeah. yeah bringing... Go ahead. It, you know, the big difference is that, like, and one of the big deals is that I, we've, we've discussed before, that has all the members of the Fellowship, so it's like, that was one of the things that was so hard, I think, for you last time, was finding good pictures of some of them, right? Yeah. So, yeah, sorry so I'll be bringing, no, I'll be bringing that deck to Con of the Rings and have a bunch of other miscellaneous ones that I'm doing as well. So yeah, I kind of got the bug last year at Con of the Rings when I saw people handing out cards that they did. And uh, I want to join in on the fun with that. Yeah, so that should be fun. That's something cool for people to look out to, you know, potentially get some cards, but also to see this deck in action. I, I got to see your Three Hunters one. Last year we played a game and you played it. Um, I was probably too busy trying to vlog on the phone and being like, I have no space to store anything to fully appreciate it. But mm-hmm. uh, I did get to, to look at it. I, I mean, you ran it by me to some of the stuff when we uh, when you were making it, so I was yeah. kind of familiar with it. So this one I won't be as familiar with because I haven't seen your um, rough drafts as much. So I'm excited to right. see uh, your fellow. Yeah, I got here. I kind of want to foster a culture at Con of the Rings where more and more people make alt arts and share them with each other at the con. I think that's a really cool thing that's 
steadily been building year after year, and I hope it keeps going. What if you just found other alt art decks and had people make them for you, and then just had John print them for you? How does that? <laughs> would somebody? What if somebody did that? <laughs> who, who would do that? <laughs> uh, so. I think for the last thing I want to talk about here, well, I do, I do want to, uh, I will have one more question um, as, a, as a full wrap-up thing. Um, but the penultimate thing I guess I want to talk about here is uh, now that you have this sweet-ass, cool, expensive set, um, pitch me some other ones that you think you'd like to see. Oh, sure. Uh, Lord um, of the Rings or not. Yeah. Uh, one thing that LEGO has been doing lately uh, with some of, their, um, some of their sets is building these little vignettes of famous scenes uh, from movies. Right. And they've done it to, in memory, serves right. Uh, they've done Jurassic Park and Star Wars so far. Uh, Jurassic Park has the scene where the T-Rex has crushed one of the jeeps and it's staring over at ian malcolm and dr grant's jeep uh while it's raining and then star wars has done a whole bunch they've done the trash compactor the trench run mm. but, uh, so forth um but they're ewoks they're eating not... stormtroopers oh wait no no right sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um so they're they're small and fit on small shelves but they're so far they've been really good at depicting famous scenes in lego form um, and they're, I'll say, relatively cheap. The latest one's a hundred dollars. So that's, I mean, when I say relative, I'm, it's not five hundred dollars, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is twenty uh, percent of the price. <laughs> <laughs> um, that way. So, so those are those would be fine. Like, I can't bring Rivendell to work, Brad. That's that's not happening. But if I had a little <laughs> vignette of, of the riddles in the dark scene from The Hobbit that took up, you know, a little six by six inch area of my desk. I could do that. Um, so yeah, I, I would love to see some famous Lord of the Rings scenes depicted in that form. Rules in the Dark was the one I said. Um, the Hobbits hiding under the tree from the Nazgul is another cool one. You know, Gandalf facing against the Balrog. Any scene like that um, uh, would be great. That could be cool. Um... And they kind of tip their hand a little bit. The Council of Elrond works that way, where you can pull that portion out, and it's just a little standalone scene. Right, because they they could have essentially made that as its own set. Mm -hmm. You know, exactly like this. Uh, And that's kind of what you... Because it's detachable, as we've mentioned before, you can kind of Mm -hmm. basically have that, you know. And Yeah, I think that could be kind of cool. Um... And then as for big sets, I mean, we think Barador's coming. We think Minas Tirith is right. coming. Those both sound cool. And I was trying to go through what other big sets I'd like. And um, every time I think of a big set, I think I'd rather see it as a, as a vignette. Like, I'm like, oh, we could do Mount Doom and Frodo and Sam and Gollum could be climbing up. And then I'm like, well, no, I, I really like just to see a zoom in of the edge of that cliff and then... Frodo and Gollum fighting and Sam standing there, and it's just a really small scale. Um, but after thinking about it, I think like maybe Amon Hen, the end of the Fellowship, there's some cool rock structures that you could build. 
Uh, you could have multiple little areas where the different scenes are happening. You could have the river. You could do Boromir's death. I just think there's lots of opportunity for a, a very large expanse of the set if they did Amon Hen. Uh, yeah, that would be cool. Because that would be like, uh, that would have interesting colors in it too, because it would be another like foresty area. Yeah. Um, as, opposed to, as opposed to like, you know, you've talked about uh, Baradur being spoiled, uh, it's a black tower. I mean, as Tears we mm-hmm. talked about, it's a white castle. It's like, uh, they let, you know, they lack some of the pop. I think, I think that's one of the things that makes this Rivendell one special and so interesting yeah, to a lot yeah. of people is because you see it right away and it looks, I see these words striking earlier, and I think that's true is that it's like, you see it and you're like, whoa, right? Um, it has such great colors and look to it. So, yeah, I think that could be mm-hmm. cool. For me, Fan of battles, uh, Helm's Deep or Balan's Tomb, I think would be cool. Mm, yep. Um, so yeah, those would be some ones I think I'd be interested. Beyond what you've kind of mentioned here, I think uh, Minas Tirith. Uh, I hate these <laughs> phrase a little bit. The White Whale. Uh, well, I've wanted that one for so long since I was a kid. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess. Uh, Boy, that would—I think that would be one that would be very difficult for me to resist because, uh, like I said, that's a. Even though it probably doesn't, is probably not look as good as Rivendell. That's a set that, as a kid, I used to basically take my pieces and build, you know, <laughs> pretend I had oh, yeah. Zero. yeah. So like to actually have it, um, even just like a section of it, you know, even just like uh the top of that uh, with the white tree, that courtyard, the spire mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. Um, and, and then maybe on the side would be like a beacon. I think that was, even that would be awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, I agree. I think those would be cool. Um, is there anything, I guess this is difficult for you to answer, anything not Lord of the Rings that you'd be really interested to see? Ooh. I'm asking this right off the top of your head, so this is a really difficult question here. Sure. Um, so my love of classic castle um, was... Where am I going with this? Uh, with the 90th anniversary of LEGO last year, they did a, a new version of a LEGO castle uh, that costs like $300, I think. Um, so as far as sets that exist already that i want to spend too much money on that's the one that currently pulls at me um to do this is it lion's night castle um let me check real quick that sounds about uh, right something really generic lion like knight's <laughs> castle well yes lion knight's castle 400 dollars. sorry not 300 um and it's just like yeah, pulls on all the nostalgic strings that, from all the castles I had when I was younger. Um, they did the same thing with Pirates, the other set that I loved in the early 90s. And I got that set, Pirates of Barracuda Bay, where they have their shipwrecked boat. And you can rebuild it into the actual boat again. Um, as far as other sets that they might bring back, um, those two check the boxes for me. It'd be something just brand new. Uh, and yeah, I don't know, Brad. I just, I just enjoy, 
I just enjoy doing it with my son, his Minecraft sets that he loves so much. So maybe another, uh, what's a cool Minecraft thing they haven't done yet? Um, uh, we love the nether sets. They could probably do some more really cool, like lava, nether, get some okay. piglins in there. I don't know. Not, not bad. Ed, that, that, is a, that really makes sense for LEGO 2, obviously, the, the whole aesthetic of it. It just totally fits because it's a freaking square blocks for everything. Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, perfect for LEGO. I think for me, a set that I would definitely not be able to resist would be Lambo Field. <laughs> mm -hmm. I would be instantly buying that one. Um, you mentioned it'd be cool if they had like Pokemon to do like a, um, a gym. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. know exactly... Who I would, or what I would pick. It changed a lot over the years too about how they do gyms and stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, even like a stadium, I think would be cool. Um, and then uh, the uh, Arc the Triumph scene from John Wick Four. <laughs> uh, I even you haven't seen that movie yet, have you? I, don't think I have so. not. No. Okay. Um, when you see that movie you'll think that's such a hilarious answer <laughs> all right um hey you know your wish for lambo is not far-fetched um lego has done like multiple now. stadiums yeah. yeah so that's why that's why i said it because i know that they've done other stadiums and i think lambo fits into it because like i think they would probably do like wembley i don't think they've done that one but um mm -hmm. that would probably be when they would do before that but or, or even like they probably do like Yankee Stadium or Wrigley Field. It's like, ugh, you know, but I, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I guess, well, I guess not Yankee Stadium because they have new Yankee Stadium. They have to do old Yankee Stadium. But anyway, we're getting too far into the weeds here. Lambo, <laughs> old legendary field um, would be cool to see them do. Um, it's a bowl, too. So mm -hmm. uh, simple kind of idea. Um, to wrap up with the last question I want to ask you here, and I will. I will go first to give you some time to think here. Mm -hmm. And um, what is your favorite thing about this set? Um, it could be an uh, individual piece. It can be uh, an experience that you had doing it. It can be, you know, anything related to it. And I think I will say... Uh, boy, it's tough to choose between either those that so colorful or I'll just say the tiles. I talk about tiles a lot. I think the tiles are cool. <laughs> it's so lame, but uh, I like the mosaic tile because I think it looks really great. Because that floor look, it, it, the flo floor is such a boring thing to look at at Lego. I think a lot of times because mm -hmm. it's um just usually one color or like studs. You know, it's like yep. great. So guys can stand on it. Um. I think having that mosaic tile is very cool. Hmm. What was the question again? I need to stall for time. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll remind you. I asked what your favorite element or thing about the uh, set was. It could be, uh, like I said, like an individual tile. It could be like an experience that you had with it. It could be uh, really anything related to it. I'm guessing the answer is not going to be the price <laughs> but uh, um yeah you could say like uh a figure you know because I, I know the cool thing was uh the, the fact that they put in that bilbo with the scary face i thought was very funny yeah yeah okay um you i, I have an answer 
if you deem it an unacceptable answer, I have a backup answer. Okay. Well, I can't really disqualify um, it here, but I said it was anything related to it. So, okay. All right. So the my answer is the best thing about this set is the friends I made along the way. Um, and by that I mean, um, we weren't your friends I already. Was, what? <laughs> true, true. We're friends. Well, yeah. But like, do you remember <laughs> when I was on business travel and I was sending you guys those super low res, um, uh, spoiler picks Spoilers. of Lego sets? Yeah. God, yes. Yeah. I could, I, I couldn't even know what they were. <laughs> <laughs> and like incessantly talking about how iconic the set was and, um, you know, making fun of Lego reviewers for all the tropes that they did. And, you know, the constant, like the, the back and forth with my wife of like, if the set can stay in the house, we're both just kind of like batting at each other, almost pseudo flirtatiously about you know, with this dance about whether the Lego set will stay in the house or not. <laughs> um, and then like building it with my son and like, you know, uh, exploring that together. So yeah, the friends I made along the way, whether that's family, friends, or whatever. <laughs> okay, I guess I would call it like the meta experience here. Uh, <laughs> not meta as in like Facebook meta, but like um, yeah, kind of all the things around the set, not necessarily the set itself is how I think I would describe what you've, you've said here. Because um, you kind of described like hype cycle and stuff like that so i think that's fair i think uh i'm i'm glad to see though because this is this happens sometimes where it's like the hype and anticipation is so high and then you the thing happens and it's disappointing i I think that's a classic one for like a a big sporting event you know it's like everybody will get so worked up and then it'll suck or it'll be over right away you know like uh you know, you get so excited for the Super Bowl, and if the Super Bowl's bad, it's like, ugh. I know a lot of people don't watch it for the game, they watch it for all the other stuff, but it's like, that's the point. If the game sucks, mm-hmm. it's kind of puts a big damper on it, or like, uh, you know, I think a classic one was um, when Mike Tyson got, I think Buster Douglas knocked him out really early or whatever, and it's like, you get so hyped up and worked up for that, and it's like, it was over. It's like, oh. Yeah. You know? Um, so... I'm glad to hear that your favorite thing being basically the anticipation and the fervor around it and then you building it and then also not being like, yeah, no, it was fine. You know, like mm-hmm. that you really enjoyed it and all the, um, despite high anticipation, I think is a, um, glowing review of the set. Um, <laughs> And I think gives people a good idea of everything <laughs> that we're talking about here, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, um, but if you want my actual set answer, it's the gazebo. Okay, yeah, that's a good answer too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Um, it wasn't uh, hot dogs. Okay. Um, no, not hot dogs. If they were brats, would have been a different story. Now, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everybody's brats are better than hot dogs. Um, anyway, well, I dropped that spicy take before we head out here. Uh, is there any last things you want to say to people about your thoughts, or if they're what you know, if they're considering it or something like that? I don't know. Um, I guess 
I will say that if you've made it this far and still want to listen to some more about this set, uh, there's this guy named Jang, J-A-N-G, who does Lego reviews, who many call like the Bob Ross of Legos. Um, And he has some a really good take on what this set is and some good advice on what you should do if you're interested in it. And I'd recommend his videos on YouTube. Yeah. You, you sent me two of his, right? His, yeah. Like, his initial, his initial to... reaction and his review. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he, he was, he was good. Like a lot of times when we were talking about stuff here, cause you sent me two, uh, two from this guy and one from another. It's like, mm-hmm. I just recently watched some of his, uh, review review one. It's like, so, um, that's kind of how I'm able to keep up with you because I watch some of that. So it's like he's very in depth, detailed, but I think he does a good job of like mm-hmm. uh, um, explaining why he thinks what he thinks too as well. So yeah, um, yeah, I would uh, I would say that's a that's a good one too if, if people are really interested and want to get some in depth stuff be, uh, and see it too. Obviously, listening to it here, you can't see it. So um, I don't think I have anything. To say here, I guess, um, I guess we'll have to come back and do another uh, preview one whenever they show us our door because we, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not announced, but like you said, you saw the spoiler uh, pictures of it at the same time you saw the ones for the uh, uh, Rivendell set, so we know it's real. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, so, we say that, but also like. Um, Indiana Jones just had a relaunch of Lego sets, and there was supposed to be a set for the Temple of Doom. We saw box art for it, we saw promo pictures for it, and then it just didn't get released. So, weird stuff does happen. But yeah, that's true. Ardor's next. Yeah. Um, so, who knows? That's probably next year, you would have to imagine, right? If Yeah, I mean... Do you really think they can hit Lego Lord of the Rings fans up for two big sets in a year? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's like the Star Wars approach. Two big UCS Ultimate Collector Series uh, yeah. Lego sets for Star Wars a year. and Yeah. That's asking a lot. Although, I, I guess the thing is um, uh, Lego fans or Lord of the Rings fans, they haven't had anything new in a long time. So... Mm-hmm. Um, they were going to want to buy it, right? Because they're not going to be able to control themselves or stop themselves. Because it's like, right. if you just haven't had, you know, you compare it to Star Wars, there really so many Star Wars sets that it's like, unless you're a big completionist, it's like another Star Wars set. Okay. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you get them so often, it's not that crazy. Whereas, yeah, um, Lord of the Rings. And that was when they really re released Harry Potter, it was such a big deal again because those were gone for so long. And mm-hmm. so. I guess we'll see. Um, I think I might. We have discussed trying to do something else with Lego too on the feed for uh, some, uh, maybe a series type of thing. So we'll see if we can figure that out. Maybe, maybe not. So no promises. Um, I have been having a hard time doing and scheduling some of the other things I've been wanting to do mm-hmm. as well. Um, so maybe, maybe not. We will see you sooner than the next time when Better Door gets spoiled. So. <laughs> well, Doom Part 2 at a minimum, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the next time... Uh, well, 
maybe we'll have to do Matt's Matt season two before then. You never know. But yeah, true for sure. Dune part two. Uh, <laughs> we could have done a whole cast about the freaking trailer today, but uh, we can't. We can't start. <laughs> so uh, we got to end before we start staying up for two hours talking about the Dune trailer. Right. So. Right. Um, I hope people enjoyed this. Uh, a recommendation from Matt, if you can, you know, obviously if it fits within your budget and your means, I think you would recommend it. Um, I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth. Is that correct? Nope, that's fair. <laughs> okay. Um, I would love to have it someday. <laughs> that's all I can say. Um, so thanks everybody for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed and we will see you uh, you know, whatever. <laughs>